Hello and welcome to Bible Podlets. I'm Carlos. And I'm Amy. We're so happy that you've joined us. Bible Podlets is a Bible study and discussion podcast for all ages. So we'd encourage you to listen together, children with parents or children's workers, and to pause the episode if you can and talk about the stories and questions that will come up. Today we're going to be looking at the festival of Pentecost when we celebrate the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit allowed Jesus' disciples to speak in lots of different languages. So I thought we'd play a game to do with languages. Would you like to play, Amy? Oh yes, I'd love to. So what we're going to play is something very simple. I have uh, in front of me a translation software on my computer. Right. And I have typed in a mystery sentence. Okay. And I'm going to use this software to play it in different languages. And you just have to guess, not what's being said, but um, But what language is being spoken. Oh gosh, this could be hard. By a computer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we will see. And uh, I encourage you to play along at home as well. And if we have any um, uh, native um, to these languages, then you can tell us just how bad this translation software is. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll do it. We'll do a few. Okay, let's have a go. Okay, here's the first one. Avez-vous mangé tout mon poisson? Um, was that French? It is French. Very good. Good start. Good start. Right, let's find. Uh, let's do another one. It's a good job you're not asking me to say these back. <laughs> well, at the end, I'll see if you can guess what is actually being said. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay, ready for the second one? Yeah, I'm ready. Hast du alle meine Fische gegessen? Is that German? It was German. Very good. <laughs> well done. That's two for two. German at high school came in handy after all. <laughs> Right, let's do, I think, probably a slightly harder one. Okay. Number three. Você já comeu todos os meus peixes? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Would you like to hear it again? Yeah, let's hear it again. Okay. Você já comeu todos os meus peixes? I've absolutely no idea. I'm going to guess Portuguese. Wow, Was they it? got it right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel slightly cheated you got that right. <laughs> I literally had no idea. Oh, well done. Did you have any idea at all what, what sentence was being said? Well, I think I recognised a word in the French one. So was it something like, have you got any fish? Um, Am I anywhere close? Yes, you're very close, actually. <laughs> it's, have you eaten all of my fish? Oh, <laughs> I thought I thought I picked up the word fish and the word have, so pieced it together somehow. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty good. So in this episode of Bible Podlets, we're going to get to know one of Jesus' closest disciples called Peter. And we're going to learn more about his life and what he did at Pentecost. So let's listen to this week's news story to find out what happens. Hello, I'm Angela Lynette. Our top story today. Goodness gracious, great tongues of fire. A group of candle fanatics hosted a free party this week and drew quite a crowd. 
Witnesses from far and wide who were attending the event all claimed to hear the group of Jesus' disciples speaking to them in their own native languages, and disciples were observed as having floating fire resting on them. No one has seen anything this astounding since old Bert's pigs jumped off a cliff a few years ago. Local Jews, though, have claimed Galileans are not smart enough to do such a thing and are sceptical, believing the group were instead drunk and speaking gobbledygook. But the people have reacted more to what happened afterwards as Peter, a former fisherman and one of Jesus' disciples, stood up to speak to the crowds, after which thousands of them were baptised. We can now speak with fisherman Peter, although I'm not even sure why. Who even are you and what gives you the right to stand up and speak in front of these people? Well, you are right. I am a fisherman, but now I fish for people instead of fish. Jesus himself picked me out of it to be his disciple. Jesus has given me and all who believe in him the authority to preach the good news of the gospel for the forgiveness of sins and to baptise people in his name. That's what gives me the right to stand up and do these things. So Jesus specifically picked you, did he? Is this the same Jesus you were seen to deny you ever knew when he was taken to the high priest and sentenced not so very long ago? Well, if I'm honest, yes, that is the same man. And I was very ashamed of that at the time. But Jesus forgives all who come to him and he has shown me that very same forgiveness and acceptance. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Okay, well, what happened here this week then? Have you all been drunk and speaking gobbledygook, as they keep saying? I can assure you we are not drunk. This is the promise of God happening before our very eyes. The prophet Joel spoke long ago that in the last days, God would pour out his Holy Spirit on all people, and this is what is happening. Jesus has risen into heaven and has hoped to send the power to never deny him again and to spread the good news of Jesus' sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins to all people. Thank you, Peter, for speaking to us today. It is estimated that around 3,000 people have responded to Peter's message by getting baptised, a public symbol of service to Jesus. But there will certainly be repercussions from the Jewish authorities soon. We'll keep you informed as the story continues. I'm Anglinette from Jerusalem, and remember, keep swimming. interesting conversation there we are going to talk about what we've heard and we're going to ask some questions and we'd encourage you to pause the podcast if you can and answer the questions together and then you can press play when you're ready to carry on in the gospels of matthew mark and luke we see that the first people jesus calls to follow him are fishermen and peter is one of them and this is interesting because although fishing was an important occupation in jesus's time Fishermen were viewed as common people who hadn't been very well educated. Yeah, Jesus chose ordinary people to come and follow him. And he still does the same today. All you need to do is be willing to join Jesus. And that's exactly what Peter did. He left everything behind, his house, family and job, and decided to follow Jesus. We've come to our first question for today. How would you feel if you were asked to leave everything behind to follow someone? The question again, 
How would you feel if you were asked to leave everything behind to follow someone? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together. Then press play when you're ready to continue. I think if someone asked me to leave everything behind, I'd probably feel a bit reluctant because I think I'd be so caught up in worrying about how taking that step would interfere with other things that I had planned. What about you, Carlos? I'd be really confused, I think, because I'd think that someone like Jesus wouldn't want the help of a normal person like me. I don't have any special skills or any training in that, so... But if you look all through the Bible, God makes a habit of picking normal people because it highlights that everything amazing that that person goes on to do is because of God and not that person. Now we see that Peter jumps at the chance to follow Jesus and that is a characteristic of his that we will see as we read each of the Gospels. He is very impulsive and he charges in at full speed. (laughs) Yes, he's a bit like a bull in a china shop, isn't he? (laughs) Yeah, he is. And this is the part of its character that often gets him into trouble. Now we don't have time today to go through all of the mistakes that Peter made, but perhaps his biggest one was when he denied knowing Jesus three times. And you can read about what happened in Matthew chapter 26. Just after Jesus' last meal with the disciples, he tells them that he will be killed and his followers will run away. Well, Peter just blurts out that he would never run away from Jesus. Yes, but Jesus said to Peter that on that very night before the rooster crows, he would deny knowing Jesus three times. Then after Jesus was betrayed by Judas and arrested, Peter followed them to the courts where Jesus was being questioned, and he is recognised three times by people as one of Jesus' disciples. But each time, Peter said that he wasn't. After the third time, the rooster crowed, and Peter realised that Jesus' prediction had been right. We've come to our next question. Why do you think Peter denied knowing Jesus? The question again. Why do you think Peter denied knowing Jesus? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together. Then press play when you're ready to continue. The Pharisees were going to kill Jesus and Peter would have been very afraid that they might also kill him too. Well, even though Peter was so sure he would never deny knowing Jesus, he still did it. And the Bible says he ran away after he realised what he had done. So we've quickly come to our next question. How do you think Peter felt after he denied Jesus three times? The question again. How do you think Peter felt after he denied Jesus three times? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together. And then press play when you're ready to carry on. The Bible says that Peter went away and cried bitterly. To cry bitterly means to cry while feeling real hurt and pain. Peter was also ashamed. He felt so bad for what he had done wrong that he hurt inside. Not only that, but the person he loved most was going to be killed. Peter was so full of sadness that he had to leave. And without someone to follow, he went back to fishing. In fact, all of the disciples had run away and were hiding in the hope that they would not be caught as well. But... Three days later, after Jesus had died on the cross and been buried, he came back to life again and revealed himself to all his disciples and many more people. And when he came back, he said something really important to them. 
In Luke 24 verse 49, Jesus says to them that he would send them help that would give them power from heaven. We've come to our next question. How were Peter and the disciples comforted when Jesus came back? The question again. How were Peter and the disciples comforted when Jesus came back? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together. Then press play when you're ready to continue. First of all, Peter and the disciples would have been so happy to see Jesus. To literally see what Jesus had predicted happen in front of their eyes would have been really encouraging. And not just that, Jesus then promised the power for them to carry on spreading the gospel to the rest of the world, called the Holy Spirit. Knowing that Jesus provides everything we need to share his good news with others is very comforting because we will never be alone. Now in our news story today, we heard what happened when the Holy Spirit came. The disciples were praying together and then they started talking in different languages they had never learnt before. It must have been amazing to see people from all over heard about Jesus in their own language. But there were still some who didn't believe what was happening and said that the disciples were drunk and had gone crazy. But Peter got up in front of thousands of people and shared the gospel with them. And after he had done that, the Bible says that around 3,000 people became followers of Jesus and were baptised. We've come to our last question for today. What gave Peter the confidence to talk to the crowd? The question again, what gave Peter the confidence to talk to the crowd? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together. Then press play when you're ready to carry on. It was the Holy Spirit that gave Peter the strength, courage and boldness to stand up in front of all those people and preach the gospel. The Holy Spirit was sent as a gift to everyone who believes in Jesus and helps those people to live in a way that is pleasing to God. If you believe in Jesus and accept him into your life, God promises you the Holy Spirit. To receive the Holy Spirit, all you need to do is ask God for it and he will give it to you. And if you believe in Jesus, have you prayed to receive the Holy Spirit? If you want to, all you need to do is pray and ask God. If you're not sure how to do that, ask your adult to help you. So we've heard in our story today and discussed how Peter made mistakes and yet overcame these to become a great leader and the rock on which Jesus built his church. We all make mistakes too and sometimes find it difficult not to go wrong. Thankfully, we can say sorry and God forgives us when we do this. So as our bit of fun today, we're going to play a game where it's really difficult not to go wrong. And the game's called Letter Forgetter. Okay, so I've got to try and get the right answer even though it might be easier to say the wrong one. Yeah, yeah, here's how it works. So I'm going to give you a letter and then I'm going to ask you 10 questions. And none of your answers are allowed to begin with the letter that I've told you to forget. So for example, if the letter is the letter S, and I ask you to name a large sailing vessel which travels the oceans, you could answer boat, but not ship. Do you get the rules? 
Yeah, I get the rules. And um, I think for those of you listening along at home or maybe in church, you should play along too. So here we go. The letter that you have to forget is the letter P for Peter. P for Peter. Yeah. So question one. Name an instrument used for drawing or writing. A quill. A person who attacks and robs ships at sea. A sea robber. (laughs) The name of the capital city of France. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's that's actually impossible not to <laughs> not to answer. I see what you've done there. Uh, what is the chess piece with the lowest value? Chess piece with the lowest value. Uh, the one you lose. <laughs> um, the name for the person who lives in Rome, who is the leader of the worldwide Catholic Church. Um, I can't I can't remember his name. Is it John Paul? <laughs> Name a green vegetable that comes out of a pod. Edamame. (laughs) Uh, A popular Italian food that's made using round flat dough uh, as a base and it's got toppings including cheese and tomato. Uh, That's called... It's my pizza! (laughs) (laughs) I do apologise for any Italians listening. (laughs) That was an awful accent. Next question. A black and white flightless bird which commonly lives in icy conditions. Seal. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way you can't say it, is there? What is the image that is captured by a camera called? JPEG. (laughs) And the last question. The inner surface of your hand between your fingers and your wrist. Skin. (laughs) (laughs) So how was that, Carlos? (laughs) that was fun but that was really tricky especially when you gave me Paris I couldn't say Paris that is literally the only answer you could have just said the place where the Eiffel Tower is (laughs) I could have ah you've given this a lot more thought than I have you just got to know how to bend the rules (laughs) and how did you get on with our letter forgetter game at home and how many languages from our game earlier did you guess you can tell us via our social media accounts we are on Facebook at BDBE Updates and on Twitter and Instagram at BDB of E. And you can also find more episodes of Bible Podlets and free discussion notes for each episode to use in children's group at church on our website at www.bdeducation.org.uk. And sadly, that's all for us from this episode, uh, but we hope to see you again next time. Bye! Bye. Bible Podlets was a Blackburn Diocese Board of Education production. It was written by David Harris and Sarah Earnshaw and edited and produced by David Harris. Bible Podlets is a free resource. For more resources, visit bdeducation.org.uk. Excellent. Right, what we're going to play is something very, very simple. I, simple. Not simple. <laughs> well, that's funny. You're blushing. I am, yeah. <laughs> Something sinful. Bible pod that's been taken down before we know it.